your week in LinkedIn drama. I'm, hopefully it's going to be a recurring segment uh, where I'm going to pick out a post uh, on LinkedIn that's gotten a lot of responses to it and unpack it and discuss some of the, the debate that's happening within that LinkedIn post. So I'm not going to use the people's names uh, for these posts because I get from an ethical point of view, when people are posting on LinkedIn, uh, they're posting within their communities. Yeah, it's a public post, so you could cite their names. My perspective is they're posting it for the audience in LinkedIn. They're not posting it so 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 some Yahoo on YouTube can uh, start co- making commentary about their posts. Um, so I'm not going to use names maybe for this edition. Maybe in the future, if you leave some feedback in the comment section saying, yeah, Dan, you should actually lose, use people's names, I'll, I'll think about that. But we're going to start off with this post on servant leadership, servant leadership. And the author of the post puts up a big flame. You know, it's going to be controversial when there's a flame. And it says servant leadership, bold innovation or just a buzzword? And then he said, follows that up, hmm, little thinking emoji. And then he says, share your most controversial take. Oh, in, in, inviting controversy uh, on this approach. Let's spark some lively debate. And then he posts a comic agile meme uh, with a boss sitting back in his chair, relaxing, and the employee standing in front of him. And the boss is saying, yeah, I'm a modern, empowering leader. Powering. It's me. I don't micromanage. Mm-mm. That would require too much knowledge and work. <laughs> so the implication there, of course, is ah, he can't micromanage because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. And that might be true in some contexts. So we got a little bit of a debate going on here. So I'm going to uh, point out some uh, posts. And I want to, before I go into some of the responses, I recently posted my own video on servant leadership that took a real deep dive into Greenleaf's theory of certain le- the servant leadership. And I started with kind of a similar premise as this, uh, this post that uh, it's a misunderstood concept. It's overused. Uh, it's kind of like an empty word. When you hear people at interviews, a lot of the, a lot of times they're like, "Oh, I'm a transformational leader. I'm a servant leader. I'm a systems thinker." Uh, but what does that really mean? What do those terms really mean? Because after a while, especially after you've li- listened to a number of interviews with different leaders, uh, they become hollow sounding uh, and empty. So I always encourage people: if you're going to say that you're a servant leader or a transformational leader, take the next step. Unpack what that means for your audience. And if, especially if it's a p- group of people interviewing you, let them know what does servant leadership mean to you? Because uh, as we're seeing from this post, it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And it might just be an empty word. Um, so one post in response to this says that servant leadership has no defined steps or for that matter, no universal definition. This makes it future-proof, whatever future-proof means. As a counterpoint, the only way to truly measure servant leadership is to measure what happens after a leader leaves. Hmm, interesting take. I don't think any CEO would agree to get uh, their bonus payroll based on the performance of an organization after they have left. Okay, very interesting. A couple of interesting claims here. Uh, no defined steps. Okay, well, yeah, it, servant leadership isn't a step-by-step process. Um, 
a no universal definition. I'm going to push back on no universal definition. Greenleaf had a very specific definition of what servant leadership meant. Um, and it's, it's, and it's more expansive than leading from behind. And if you go back and watch my original video, you can see there's like about 20 different principles, uh, to servant leadership that he talks about, uh, in, in his writings and his, in the initial essay he wrote about servant leadership, where he kind of outlines, uh, what it, that the whole framework. Um, and it's also important to note that it's deeply rooted in his Quaker faith, uh, that, uh, this is, a type of spiritual leadership. Um, so I would say it's, and it falls within the family of leadership theories that are more behavior based. So yeah, it's not going to be step by step and prescriptive, uh, but it is a mindset and it is also a set of behaviors that you cultivate and you model for your other employees. Another person responded to that uh, to this post, the good thing about servant leadership is that it heightens the idea of empowering others. That's true. The bad thing is that it still places too much emphasis on general managers' roles and positions. Listen, I am the boss, but all I want is to serve you and your interests. Well, I think there is some truth to that, and there's always going to be a tension in leadership between hierarchy and flattened out um, leadership models. So, for sure, so. Uh, Servant leadership wants to flatten out hierarchies, and that goes back to its Quaker roots. Quakerism was all about uh, flattening out the religious hierarchies. That's why it was uh, going against the Angl Anglican and Catholic Church. They didn't want those hierarchies. Um, so uh, it's, it's de definitely a religion noted for its um, its emphasis on equality, especially around gender um, and the sexes. So, yeah. Uh, there is that quality to it, but you also have to ask, and we know, we know, I mean, you have to have some level of hierarchy to, to criticize uh, a framework for say, by saying that, oh, I'm the boss, but I want to, I want to serve you all. Both can be true. It's not an either or situation. You still, in order for an operation to run effectively, somebody does need to ultimately be accountable and in charge. So I don't think we're getting rid of hierarchies anytime soon as much as people would ideologically like that to happen. Um, he also, this post, this person also continues, um, servant leadership is what gets us further. Shared leadership is about the idea that servant leadership is everyone's business. And the role of the manager is to ensure co uh, corporate governance, steer the business and all the other aspects, empower the teams. I could see that, right? That in your role as a manager or a uh, leader within a unit or part of an organization, you're about compliance, you're about making sure things are getting done and then empowering the team to lead and serve. Um, so I could see that point being well taken, but at the same time, uh, you're still going to have to hold people accountable uh, for getting their work done and, and figuring out ways to measure success. Another person says, um, servant leadership is ideological. Uh, sorry. Servant leadership is idealistic, not practical. It does not seem to me like micromanaging actually because the servant leader is focused closely on teams member, each team member's emotional state. 
Servant leadership might put too much executive responsibility on team members, and it kind of blends personal boundaries with the group and between roles, which can divert focus from the team's meeting and existence leading to breakdown. So some criticisms here around servant leadership. You know, uh, it is definitely a, a personal relationship-based method of leadership, as is transformational leadership. You know, the uh, individual consideration aspect of transformational leadership kind of falls within this as well. Um, and I think she makes some good point. You know, is it the man? Is it the manager's responsibility to uh, manage each team member's emotional state? Um, are you putting too much responsibility on the team and and not doing enough yourself? Which kind of gets to that uh, cartoon that the the, the initial poster uh, added to his invitation to have this dialogue. Uh, with the boss sitting back in the chair saying, I'm not micromanaging. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing anything. I'd say that, that would be even be a more effective cartoon if he was talking about a laissez-faire leadership. But that's beside the point. She, and she, she, this poster is also, or this commenter on the post is also getting to the issue around boundaries. She pivots now. And says, transformational leadership, I think, is what people are after. Transformational leaders anticipate the needs of people, provide resources and information proactively, have the foresight to remove barriers, and encourage people to do a good job in their areas. I'm a big fan of transformational leadership as a model, done a lot of writing on it and a lot of research and posted a whole video on the four pillars of transformational leadership, which you can watch. Um, and I agree with her. I think these are really good points around transformational leadership. Even, and then she continues, even micro, even transformational leadership can get micromanagey though, micromanagey though, providing too much info and stepping on the toes of an excelling team. Okay, Man managing those boundaries. When are you as a leader not just standing back, removing boundaries, empowering the team? When are you getting too actively involved and kind of uh, damaging an already efficiently functioning team? And how do you make uh, some of those decisions? This uh, another person posts, I think there is a misconception around servant leadership, in my opinion. It doesn't mean hands-off leadership, but instead, where, how to engage with people and topics. Again, where and how are you engaging? How are you making those choices? Um, for instance, removing roadblocks for a team can require a hands-on approach, and that is not micromanaging. So yeah, uh, I'm often reminded of Lao Tzu, right? The, the, uh, and Lao Tzu, writings on leadership emphasize the invisibility of the leader, uh, that the a true leadership is almost invisible. And the idea of removing barriers for your team can happen in an invisible way too. You don't have to be front and center to remove those uh, barriers. You can be working behind the systems and within the bureaucracy and within the company uh, structure to remove, remove barriers that might be impeding your team your team so they can excel. So this, this will be my final one, uh, final uh, comment that I will read. Servant leadership is neither a bold innovation nor a buzzword. To serve others is both a lofty and humble calling. It requires centeredness, groundedness, integrity with regards to values and commitment to exemplify what followers of Jesus Christ refer to as the fr fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, good, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. This takes ongoing personal and spiritual development that looks nothing like laziness depicted above. So again, this particular uh, poster is getting back to the Greenleaf perspective on servant leadership, which again, rooted in his uh, Quaker faith. And, you know, definitely many critics of servant leadership would say, well, hey, you know, servant leadership has been around long before Greenleaf. Jesus Christ is the exemplar of what we're thinking about when we're talking about servant leadership, which again ties this whole leadership framework into the spiritual domain of leadership. So again, not that checklist, but a mindset and a, a almost spiritual approach to how you're engaging in your in your work. Uh, I want to uh, I want to speak to one aspect of that post that I think is actually really important is self-control, um managing your emotions, being able to emotionally self-regulate. I'm finding especially in this post-pandemic era that that is really the key to success. There's all, still a lot going on. We are having a lot of generational changes in the workplace. Lots of things that could rub you the wrong way or frustrate you. Systems not functioning properly yet due to staffing uh, and um, staffing issues and other things like that. So a lot of things to frustrate you in the workplace. And so working on your stoicism, your ability to self-control your emotions, I think uh, going forward is key. And I th- I'm glad she mentioned that as an aspect of the servant leadership approach. And then I said that was going to be my final one, but here's a, uh, this is the actual final post I'll read. I see that a servant leadership style requires the leader to understand what is hindering the performance of the team. Once again, identifying those roadblocks, um, and which challenges that, and which challenges the team members face. So again, identifying the challenges. First of all, a servant leader needs to build a culture. Again, that culture building can't escape that when we're talking about leadership. A culture where challenges can be discussed so that they can be dealt with. Maybe it is about improving processes, clarifying roles and responsibilities, or finding out the competencies that need to be developed. A leader will play a big role here, and depending on the case, it will be that the leader will drive those processes, process improvements, or maybe someone from the team is engaged in that. The leader will surely want to clarify roles and responsibilities, big role of the leader, and definitely be involved in growing competencies. So to summarize, a servant leader is not a micromanager, but an active remover of roadblocks leading to the team to high performance, and it requires work. So so this is a fascinating discussion to me around servant leadership. I'd love to hear what you have to say around servant leadership in the comment section. Is it micromanaging? I don't, I personally don't think so. That would be my position. I think some of the uh, claims uh, in this thread also show a lack of understanding around servant leadership, like that it doesn't have a definition. It actually does have a very clear definition if you research Greenleaf. Um, and it isn't some nebulous thing. Although, like many, many concepts and terms, when you overuse it, when you overuse the concept or term, it starts to lose its meaning. So it's always important to really step back. If you're talking about it and saying, I'm a servant leader, really define what that means for people or to people. And then often as a leader yourself, you need to be self-reflective too and analyze yourself as a leader and think, hey, am I really a servant leader? Am I really a transformational leader? Am I really uh, an adaptive leader? Am I really a systems thinker? All these concepts that we throw around a lot 
uh, and take some time to reflect on what what are the qualities that define those types of leadership styles uh, and and how are you manifesting those? How are you bringing those things into the workforce uh, and to your teams so that they can thrive and be successful? So if you like this micro podcast of the Sense and Signals show, uh, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, uh, and do all those fancy things that you can do on YouTube. Follow us on Apple, to, uh, iTunes or Spotify and all those other podcasting platforms. And we will see you next time uh, with another uh, hopefully provocative discussion. And we'll definitely be returning to that hotbed of discussion uh linkedin uh, so stay tuned for that as well